Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place tonight. Edmonton and Minnesota. Tickets available. EdmontonOilers.com for the Minnesota Wild, who are on their father's trip. We're now going to be joined by one of the most plugged-in writers in... uh, in hockey period, uh, he is uh, with the Athletic out of Minnesota, Mike Russo. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Ah, oh, you know, I'm living the dream. Let me ask you a question: Is it a dream that the Minnesota Wild can make the playoffs? Sports Club stats currently has them at about thirty percent, but they do have a bunch of games in hand on some other teams. Yeah, but they got a lot of teams to climb, and and we saw it last night uh, for. A week, you've been saying we've been saying four games in hand on Arizona, four games in hand on Arizona. Well, what happened yesterday is Arizona fell to ninth, and now the Wilds' games in hands go down to two on uh, Calgary. So, I mean, that's just the way that that it works when you're in the in the hole that the Wild are in right now, which is uh, is eleventh, twelfth, bouncing back and forth. Uh, real tough game uh, a couple of games ago against San Jose in Dean Edison's uh, debut. Obviously, as we know, Bob, the Sharks were without four guys. They played the night before. You just fired your coach, and the Wild came out and, and in my mind, laid an egg that night. So uh, it was it was a bad start to uh, to you know a stretch of games that really they got to play 750, 800 hockey to have a chance to make the playoffs. You mentioned you just fired the coach. Were you surprised that Bill Guerin fired Bruce Boudreau when he did? I, I was, uh, you know, I, it, you know, it's funny. Your radar just goes down, Bob, when you expect seven other times him to get fired this year, and it just doesn't happen. And and that's not, and that's not. I'm not even saying it, you know, it's a bad state with with Bruce. I mean, it's just he, he entered the season as a lame duck uh, coach. So every time that you fall into a tough stretch of games, you just think, all right, now could be the time. And it started the season with them with a three and seven start. Then in early January, they they laid an egg in, in Pittsburgh, and that was also a game where, where Bruce messed up the lineup sheet before the game, so they had to play a defenseman short for 60 minutes. Um, you know, then they, they he survives that. They come home in an important stretch of home games, and they have a late-game meltdown against the Florida Panthers, so you expect it then. And then they come home after the bye, and they lose 6-1 to Boston, and you expect it then. So two weeks go by, they actually start playing good hockey. They had points in 8 of 11, and next thing you know, they had a meltdown and a shootout loss to uh, to the New York Rangers, and and, uh, and Billy pulled the trigger. So um, it just, it did, I think it caught everybody off guard, which is why it was so shocking just to base on the timing. Uh, according to HockeyReference.com, as we're joined by the Athletics Mike Russo, the Minnesota Wild are the second oldest team in the NHL. Um, Bill Guerin is in his first year as general manager. He's moved Jason Zucker. The trade deadline is Monday. Uh, you think it's unlikely that they can get back into the playoff mix. Do you foresee more trades coming? I, I do, um, and I do think that he wants to get younger. Uh, the question is, what can he do, and what does he do, and does he do it now? Um, you know, what, the, the big question I have right now in my mind is Miko Koivu. 
uh, two games left before the trade deadline. Um, last year of his contract, full no-move clause. Uh, if this team is not making the playoffs, do you try to move him? And is Nico wanting to go play for a contender? I don't think that he waves his no-move to go to a team like Arizona or Florida that needs centers. But I do think that he'd move, make, wave his no-move if potentially a team like Boston came calling or Tampa Bay or one of those teams. The problem is you look at all those teams and you just don't see the fit. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay uh, has been winning games constantly. Uh, they have really quality centers like Stamco's playing the wing. So you just don't think that, that they absolutely 100% need to add a center. Um, Boston, you know, you get you got a top three of Bergeron, you get Crichton and Charlie Coyle, Crowley on the fourth line. They have done some sniffing on Joe Thornton, so maybe they feel like they need to add a center. I just don't know if Nico would be that guy. Uh, the Capitals, in my mind, don't need a center. Uh, the Blues, in my mind, don't need a center. So the only five or six games are true, true cup contenders. Maybe Colorado. Um, so it, it's just going to be an interesting thing here. Two months ago, I thought there would be no way Nico Coyle would even entertain putting on a uniform another team. Now I'm not so sure. So I think that's one possibility. Another one, believe it or not, is Parisi. Um, you know, I do think that um, if you're getting younger, and if Parisi was willing to wave his no move for certain circumstances, like Boston or or the Islanders or something like that, I think that he would he would absolutely consider it. And then the question is, what do you have to take back in terms of maybe a bad contract? Do you have to eat some salary? Uh, it's a complicated process there. Can they flip Galchenyuk? Do you think? I think they could absolutely. I think somebody would give you something for him. Um, I don't. He's. I can't see any way that he's resigned here in Minnesota. He played well the other night in Vancouver, um, but he is a, their only real pending free agent other than Nico Koivu right now. So, um, if you're not going to bring him back and somebody offers you an asset, I do think there's a chance you, you flip him. They got a terrific top four, Mike. Uh, that's finally healthy. Spurgeon missed some time. He got the big contract extension. Uh, Brodine, who's one of Oscar Kluthbaum's best friends. I, I, I'm just wondering, is there any possibility that a Dumbo or Brodine ends up in play? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and how it's funny, uh, Kenny Holland actually uh, had breakfast with Billy this morning, and so I almost wanted to ask that question to Billy right there. He wouldn't say, but uh, I do think that there's a chance that uh, he would absolutely. I don't think that he wants to move Brodine. Um, but I think that if it can, anything that can get this team close to a number one center or a number one goalie, I think it would absolutely do it. The question is, who's going to get that at this time of the year? If you're going to trade Bart in and you're going to get a number two center, it's going to have to be more coming back from Minnesota. A lot of the kick tires on guys like Vincent Trocek, um, uh, to me, that is, you know, you would have to get a lot more. The thing is, is that Bordeaux's had a year left on his deal. What's he going to command uh, as a pending as a free agent next year? You know, he's somebody as good as he is. He doesn't produce any points. So can you really go into $6 million range with him? Seems like a lot of money for a defenseman like Brodine. Uh, so that's one big thing that they've got to figure out is if you're going to move Brodine, you know, what, what can you um, pay him? Or, or are you willing to stomach that? And that's the big thing that's all to figure out here. And again, you know, it, it seems to be under Billy Garen's timeline. Uh, there's no, as much as Wild fans especially uh, want them to make significant changes right now to this roster it, 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 it's got to be the right moves you only get one shot at some of these trades and it, to me if you're going to trade one of your top four defensemen it's got to get you a top top center because right now the wild up the middle are as weak as any team will leave um 
just before we let you go here, Mike, last Paul Fenton made three significant trades last year. Uh, he moved Niederreiter for Victor Rask. Rask is going to draw back in on the father's trip tonight. I think we know how that trade worked out. Even though Niederreiter hasn't killed it this year, he was really good last year. Donato was good coming over from Minnesota. He's out, by the way, tonight. He came in the Charlie Coyle trade. But I think you look at that Kevin Fiala deal, and until recently, Granlin wasn't doing much in Nashville. That's the one deal that might actually look pretty good right now. Would you not agree? Yeah, he looks awesome. He's been playing, for the most part, really good hockey. Uh, last couple of games, uh, yeah, Vancouver was good, but last couple of years before that, he, he seems to take a little step back. But he's uh, he's as fast as any one player. Uh, he has uh, a desire every single night to try to be the best player on the ice. Um, shoots the puck. Uh, he absolutely is the player that Paul Fett hopes he would become. Now the hope is that he can continue to grow. I'll be that on a consistent basis because, uh, you know, obviously had a real tough month, first month of the season, really caught fire in the month of November and the beginning of December, and then hit a bit of a regression in January, and now he's back to, to playing really, really well. He has six goals in his last eight games. He's playing on the top line. He's somebody that can play left wing or right wing. Um, he, he, can, he can change games, and, and uh, Wild fans uh, have really not had that type of player since the days of Marion Gabbard. So the hope is that he could continue to to grow here, and uh, right, I mean, it, it certainly looks like Paul Fenton made a really, really good trade there. All right, one final one for you. That's the long-term uh, situation with the head coaching job. Uh, Everson is the interim head coach. To you know, what do you think the chances are that he gets retained as the head coach uh, moving forward? I think I think that playoffs would have to be a must, um, or at least close with some of their young guys. Um, it, I, you know, my gut says that he probably is not the is not the guy, especially when you look at some of the experienced coaches potentially out there, Andrew Gallant and Peter Laviolette, um, some of those names right there. Um, another name to keep an eye on, even though I really don't know if Billy would want to put him in this spot just because they're best friends, and that is Doug Waite. Um, I do think in some capacity Doug Waite's going to come and work for the Wild, uh, but I think management might make more sense to be almost a right-hand man for Billy Guerin rather than putting your best friend behind the bench and then one day having a firearm. So uh, that would just be my, that'd probably be my suggestion for Billy Taylor, <laughs> is, is not putting uh, his, his best buddy on the bench. All right, Mike, hey, look, we appreciate it. We know you're super busy. Uh, great stuff in the athletic, and we'll touch base down the road, okay? You bet. 143 in Edmonton. That is uh, Mike Russo from The Athletic out of Minnesota. We'll take a quick timeout. i got a ton of text to get to. Uh, this one comes in from Trent. Uh-oh, Bob. If Minnesota's the second oldest team, look out for those veteran-based biased calls you talk about. Laugh out loud. Uh, well, the Oilers, if I can get on the power play, they might be able to make some noise. The Wild, 28th in the league in PK. We'll get to uh, this day in Oilers history and much, much more when we return in Oilers now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Just a reminder, Monday uh, is the NHL trade deadline, and uh, we will have complete coverage for you. Brought to you by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. Uh, Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown will be quarterbacking from Edmonton. Jack and myself, Jack Michaels, uh, will be down in Southern California. Oilers obviously play L.A. on Sunday. Um, I do think the Oilers, my guess would be, would add um, at least one forward. 
that would be my uh, best guest. I, I think that, uh, you know, Ken Holland was on yesterday and talked about helping out. Jack just uh, uh, mentioned to me, because I did not get a chance to sit in on the Dean Evison avail. We'll have that tonight for you in the City Ford Face-Off show, uh, that the... Minnesota Wild interim head coach Steve Evison said that Dave Tippett was the toughest guy he ever played with. Well, Dave Tippett certainly had a connection uh, this year to the Oilers players, and he's part and parcel why Edmonton's uh, in the position there right now, especially given the significant losses the Oilers currently have in their lineup. This fall, you can join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Lalaberti, on a spectacular 20-day trip to South Africa. This tour takes uh, you through Cape Town, coastal villages, the famous Victoria Falls, plus two exciting safaris. Enjoy five-star hotels, meals, guided tours. To book now and save a thousand bucks per couple, join New West Travel uh, coming up here tomorrow for a travel seminar with the experts from South Africa and to confirm the South African tour. Reach out for more information at newwesttravel.com as we go to this day in Oilers history with Brendan Escott. Back in 1989, Bob Marc Messier scores his 10th career hat trick, tallying four goals to lead the Oilers to a 7-4 win over the Hartford Whalers at Northlands Coliseum. Yeah, that was not the year that Messier would win the MVP. He'd win it the next year, of course, in the 89 playoffs. The Oilers lost to the LA Kings in seven. Uh, the Oilers blowing a 3-1 lead in that series. Uh, you know what? Edmonton was lucky, I thought, to have been up 3-1, and Wayne Gretzky turned it on and was pretty happy to win in game number seven. I'll never forget it. I watched game seven at the Sawmill in the city south side with my cousin Michael, and we were choked. And uh, lo and behold, 1990 rolls around. Glenn Sather orchestrates a huge trade, moving Jimmy Carson out of Edmonton, gets back Adam Graves and uh, Peter Klima and Joe Murphy in that trade, and the Oilers come back and roar back And after uh, winning their opening playoff round down 3-1 against Winnipeg sweep the LA Kings in four straight. Mark Messier goes on to win the Hart Trophy that year. Is Leon Dreisaitl in the mix to win the Hart Trophy this year? Wouldn't that be amazing? This day in Oilers history again brought to you by New West Travel. You can join 630 Chad's Jalen and I on a spectacular tour to Iceland and Ireland this summer. It includes the dinners, sightseeing, spectacular events. For more information, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. All right, Brendan, we have not done uh, text. We're going to go to our Ashley Fine Floors text line after I tell you Royal Pizza is still making a great multiple locations at Edmonton to serve you. Now up to 13 at royalpizza.ca. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. As promised, time to get to some texts. Uh, Bob says, Anvil 89, we have to give Pete Chiarelli credit for the fourth and fifth round picks that you and Mark Spector were talking about earlier and Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear panning out. Well, they also got uh, John Marino in the sixth round and he's injured right now at Pittsburgh, but that's three guys that are playing in the NHL. Not bad picks. Uh, this text comes from Gas B. He says, hey, Bob, will the Edmonton Oilers make it to 101 points? Well, in order to do so, they need to win 15 of their final 22 games. The orders are 32 and 21 right now. And what about Tyler Innes? Uh, well, Innes is in the price range that makes sense for the orders. You know, think of guys in and around a million bucks or less. Um, you know, we'll see. 
I mean, I, I, Ottawa, you heard Elliot Friedman. The priority there is to sign Connor Brown, who, by the way, is represented by Jeff Jackson. That's the same agent as one Connor McDavid. Again, you can text us at uh, 780-496-0063. Former defenseman Mark says, Bob, again, until I'm blue in the face, the NHL uh, needs to fix revenue sharing agreement in the next CBA. This pertains to contracts and the differences between respective state and provincial taxes. And obviously the Florida teams, Texas, uh, Vegas, and soon-to-be Seattle have significant advantages, no state tax. So, you know, the, the team that really gets stung is Montreal. And the Montreal Canadiens are a significant contributor every year into revenue sharing. Um, there was a text, Bob, when do we see Ethan Bear in the top unit power play from John? In the short term? You're not going to see him on the top unit power play. You're going to see Darnell Nurse continue on the top unit power play. Uh, when Clefbaum went out last year, Nurse did some decent things, and the power play percentage went up. I realized that there were some challenges against Boston. Let's remember, Boston's the second-best penalty. Went into that game the second-best penalty-killing unit in the National Hockey League, and the Oilers did get their lone goal on the power play. Airy has texted the show on our Ashley Fine Floors text line and says, What about Wayne Simmons, Bob? Edmonton had time for Wayne Simmons in the summer. When Simmons signed with New Jersey, the Oilers did the two-year deal with Alex Chason right after. Okay, uh, Edmonton was offering roughly $3 million for Simmons. Simmons signed $5 million in New Jersey. I think the Devils would love to move Simmons for something, but I think the Oilers need more team speed. Uh, they need some quickness and they need some pace. So, to me, I don't see Simmons. I could be wrong. Maybe the Oilers revisit it. But I think they might go for a smaller, quicker uh, player that can maybe play multiple roles. Nick says, Bob, why are the Calgary Flames still sitting on Jeff Ward with coaches like Gerard Gallant and Peter Laviolette out there? Um, I got a lot of time. I got to tell you, I got a lot of time for Jeff Ward. I think he's done a decent job in Calgary. That was not an easy situation to pick up. I've always liked Jeff. He's waited a long time to get his opportunity. And uh, the Flames are right there in the playoff mix for what it's worth. Bob, you got to give up good players to get them back in a trade. Uh, what about, says Rockford, what about Larson and Kira to Toronto for Kapanen and Goche? There's your top six winger and potential third-line center. Well, I see the GOAT, as he's known in Calgary. Goche is a fourth-line center. It's not a third-line center to me. Kapanen's a good player. Oilers cannot afford to trade Adam Larson right now. Not at this time. They're going to need him. I mean, if the team makes the playoffs, his value to me increases. Uh, Bob, I know Clayton has texted the show to say, I know Nurse is the one they want on that top unit power play, but by putting Ethan Bear up there, it could take off some of the minutes that uh, uh, Darnell had in the last game. It's a fair comment. I think it's unlikely we'll see. I mean, the whole game was special teams. That's part of the reason why Darnell played 29 minutes uh, the other night against Boston. Edmonton and Minnesota, this will not be an easy hockey game. The Wild have got a deep team. They're 16th in goals for the Oilers are 13th. Wilder, 23rd in goals against, 28th in the PK. We'll have the City Ford Faceoff show beginning for you today at 5.30 with uh, Reed Wilkins. Uh, Rob's got the night off, so it's, uh, he's in Kamloops at an event, so it's going to be Reed, Jack, and myself. Uh, well, the game Sunday and Monday again for AMG Campbell. Higher trade deadline day coverage. 
Have a great weekend, everybody. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Carrie McCarthy, and uh, then 6.30 Jet Afternoons with Jayla and I. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.